Lions, tigers, and bears. There aren't that many things in the world that can eat us, but the few that can occupy a big space in our imagination. A while back, we asked you all to share your own animal encounters with us. We got so many great stories from you that we cannot fit them all into one episode, so we made a second. And today, you are going to hear actual stories about a lion, a tiger, and a bear. Oh my. But I promise that these stories do not end with, well, I promise nothing. I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura. More about close encounters of the animal kind after this. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites— along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. This first story comes from listener Marika. Take it away. So I used to be a zookeeper at a big cat sanctuary in Washington State. And I have a lot of great stories about that time, but the one that always stands out to me is about a large tiger named Caesar. Caesar was not a tiger that everyone could work with. This was not a cat to mess around with. As senior keepers at the zoological training center, my friend and I were allowed to take pictures of the animals behind the scenes. This is well before cell phones were a thing, about 20 years ago. So we go back there with our little film cameras, and in this instance, Caesar was lying in his feeding area, right by the gap in the door. And while there's plenty of room to walk around that gap on the other side of the walkway, so there's no chance to be dragged under if you're paying any attention. However, in this instance, his bottom was against the gap and his tail, as thick as my arm and twice as long, was completely crossing the walkway. My friend and I looked at each other and decided we could not pass up the chance to interact with this beautiful yet highly dangerous cat. So I kneel down and I reach out and I grabbed a tiger by the tail. Caesar, who was lying flat on his side with his head on the ground, presumably completely asleep, slowly raised his head and turned towards me. My hand, as if in a cookie jar, resting on his tail, And he looked at me, piercing, and yet 
The feeling it got was not of imminent danger, but instead a gaze of limited tolerance, as if he understood my desire to touch such a beautiful appendage. And yet, I knew deep down that if I did not take my hand away immediately, I would not have a hand anymore. So I said thank you, and I left. Hi, my name is Autumn. You asked for our close encounter animal stories, and this one came to mind. We were visiting my in-laws in Colorado. We're from the Midwest. And while we were driving around on the trip, we made the joke that a lot of like neighborhoods are named for the things that aren't there anymore. So you'll see like Deer Park or Oakwood, and there's no oak trees there. It's just houses and there's no (laughs) deer there. But later in the trip, we got a little stir crazy, so we decided to go for a hike. And my in-laws took us to this place called Elk Meadow. We start hiking and we cross a woman along the path. She's going the opposite way. She's, hey, there's there's actually a herd of elk up ahead. You might be able to see them. Like, really? She's like, yeah. So we're like, okay. <laughs> and so we keep hiking, and sure enough, probably like maybe t- 20 yards away, there's a herd of elk, and it's pretty big, quite a few of them. And we're like, wow, this is so cool. So we kind of watch them, and then we keep going along the path, keep going. But we didn't know this park super well, and the sun was setting, so we decided to head back the way we came, back to our car. What we didn't know, though, was that the elk herd had moved. (laughs) And they had moved onto the path. So they weren't yards away, they were feet away. (laughs) We didn't know how else to get back (laughs) to our car. So we just very carefully and very uh, respectfully tried to keep moving along the path, trying not to scare any of the elk. (laughs) Um, And I had never seen elk before, so I didn't know how big they were. They're a little intimidating. (laughs) They were beautiful. It was so cool. A little scary because didn't want to get stampeded. (laughs) And after like a very slow, very careful hike back, we did make it back to our car. And um, some places still have the things that they're named for. So there are there are still elk in Elk Meadow. And it just made me really happy. Hi, uh, my name is Eric, and I have an animal encounter story. So many years ago, I worked for California State Parks, and one park I worked at was a 40,000-acre wilderness area called Auburn State Recreation Area. And uh, one of my tasks uh, was to take out the trash from our primitive campgrounds and drive the trash bags about 20 miles back to our headquarters office and uh, take take the trash to the dumpsters. Our headquarters office was on the side of a highway, and our dumpsters were 
kept inside of a small fenced-in area with a locked gate. And there was razor wire at the top of the fence and electric wire at the bottom of the fence to try to keep out bears and, and other critters uh, away from the dumpsters. So one day my partner and I are bringing in the trash and we noticed a guy had broken down on the side of the highway. And as he was waiting for a tow truck, he, uh, when he sees us pull into this fenced in area, he yells at us. He says, careful, there's a bear out there. And we freeze and cautiously look around. And uh, then we, we look behind this enclosed area and see, sure enough, there's this black bear sitting there on his haunches, uh, licking his paws, just pretending to not notice or care about us bringing in fresh trash. So we, we make sure we're safe. We cautiously dump the trash. We pull the truck back out and lock the gate back up. And uh, then we just wait to see what the bear is going to do. And I kind of creep a little closer to my side of the enclosure. I peek around the gate. And what do I see? But on the on the other side of the enclosure, this bear's head sticking out. He'd, he'd gotten a little bit closer and was peeking around that corner to see if we were gone. So I peek out, he peeks out, and he sees me and ducks back behind the, the thing, and I duck back behind my side of it. And then I slowly peek my head around one more time. And I see this bear peeking his head around the corner slowly, and then he sees me and he ducks back behind the, the gate, and I duck back behind my side. So finally, my partner and I decide to uh, move the truck a little bit farther to see what the bear is going to do. And that's when we see the bear uh, start digging underneath the fence. The bears had apparently figured out how to avoid the electric wire and were digging underneath the fence to try to get out the fresh trash. So that is my story of playing peekaboo with a bear. Hi, my name is Danielle. I wanted to tell you about an animal encounter that I had in Jamaica. I'm a swimmer. I was swimming off the cliff in the grill, and my friend uh, was on the shore and watching and was a little nervous about me swimming alone, so I promised to only swim within the buoys. Uh, however, I was on my back and swimming pretty fast, and I ended up pretty far out. And the only reason I stopped was because I noticed something. It felt like something big and hard to explain. I, I kind of felt it and maybe saw like a shift in the color of the water. Something told me to stop swimming and to get my butt back to shore as fast as possible. Uh, as soon as I got back, and uh, to safety, there was a ladder. Um, I looked back and saw an orca whale. So I saw the fin kind of come out, and it's almost like it waved to me um, on its side. I mean, the water wasn't that deep there, so it would have been uh, maybe hard for the orca to really navigate in that water. Yeah, it, it almost seemed like I imagined it, but... Um, there's definitely whales in that water, and uh, I'll, I'll never swim out that far again, although it was a really magical encounter. Hi, um, my name's Katie, and for a long time, I was a camp counselor in eastern Washington. 
And we have a lot of wildlife up there. Um, moose swimming across the lake. Deer were really frequent sightings. But we were um, camping out in the woods, as we did once a week with our campers. Um, I think the age around for this, this story, we're 10-year-old campers. And we were playing a game called Boom Go Back, where the kids have to be as quiet as possible in the dark and try to tag the counselors. And I hear what sounds like a woman screaming. And you're familiar with the sound of a mountain lion or cougar, the same animal, different name. Um, their, you know, roars, I guess, sound like women screaming. And we heard it again, and I was pretty certain that it was a cougar. And so I turned to my other counselors and I was like, we need to get these kids back because the way to keep a cougar away is lots of noise. And basically what we'd done was tell a bunch of children to be as quiet as possible. We said, okay, game over, come to the fire, come to the fire. And all the kids thought we were trying to trick them and win the game, um, but we tempted them with s'mores. And uh, no one was attacked by a cougar that night, thankfully. So I guess my encounter must have being an animal and more of hearing it, but I am a big lifelong mountain lion fan, so I'm very grateful for all the YouTube videos I watched listening to Cooper's. And um, we talked to a wildlife expert after that night just to get more information about cougars for our own curiosity. And we learned the harrowing fact that if you've been in the woods in North America, a cougar has seen you, but you probably didn't see it because it is the perfect predator. Uh, thank you so much. Love the podcast. We hope you enjoyed these stories of animal encounters. Now we want to hear from you. Tell us about a place you've been that made you instantly feel at home. What made it feel special? Have you returned there again? Why did it remind you of home? Did you have a sense of deja vu as soon as you stepped into the place? How did it connect with you? Give us a call at 315-992-7902 and leave us a message telling us your name and your story. Just so you know, the mailbox cuts off after about two minutes. So if you get cut off, just call in and finish the story. Or you can record a voice memo of any length and email it to us at hello at atlasobscura.com. Can't wait to hear from you. Talk to you next time. This episode was produced by Manolo Morales. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Stitcher Studios. The production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Baudelaire, Gabby Gladney, Johanna Mayer. Our technical director is Casey Holford. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming. And our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I will see you next time. Hi, I'm Lale Arakoglu, host of Women Who Travel. Women Who Travel is a transported podcast for anyone curious about the world. We talk to adventurers and athletes. I've raced the God's Own Adventure Race, which is on the South Island and goes through the mountains down in the Southern Alps on New Zealand. That was eight days spent out in the wilderness. And chefs. 
Iranian food is home, it's family, it's love. And we share dispatches from our listeners. Ireland is full of these, I will call them ghosts of the past. From stampeding elephants to training sled dogs. We hear it all. The dogs will curl right up with you and it can be kind of cozy waiting things out. New episodes of Women Who Travel publish every Thursday. Join us wherever you listen. Listen.